listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. We begin in the NBA where Cleveland Cavaliers guard Ricky Rubio has been diagnosed with a torn ACL in his left knee and will miss the rest of the season. Rubio had been averaging 13 points and six and a half assists for the surprising 20 and 14 Cavaliers who are in fifth place in the Eastern Conference. The NBA postponed the Heat Spurs game in San Antonio tonight because the Heat is short the required eight available players. In the NFL, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo does not need surgery on his injured thumb and said he feels confident he will be able to play this Sunday against the Houston Texans. The Green Bay Packers activated cornerback Jair Alexander off of injured reserve. The Las Vegas Raiders placed tight end Darren Waller on the COVID list. College football, 19th-ranked Clemson. is. Just- I'm A.J. Hoffman with the sports betting for Wednesday. Despite entering the game as 10-point underdogs, Tech rolls over an under the AutoZone Bowl. We'll discuss... Why? After the NFL officially changed its COVID rules, Frank Reich says he expects Colts quarterback Carson Wentz to start on Sunday. Vegas helped them against the Rams. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. Not quite, R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman in for R.J. Bell live in Las Vegas, live on a Wednesday Live on 225 FSR stations across the great, great nation. And in studio with me, the only, the one and only two-time winner of the Westgate Super Contest, Steve Fezzik. Steve, how are you, my man? I am great. You pulled me away from my live wagering all day to come in and do the show. My pleasure to be with you and, of course, all the listeners. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we're, we're going to handle the show for RJ today. Do our best to uh, listen. I'm no RJ, let's face it. He's got some stuff floating around in his head that I'll I'll never dream of. But, you know, I, all I can do is my best. All I can do is my best. Winners. And, we want uh, winners. I, we are going to have some winners for you. We'll have some best bets later on in the show. I think the Vegas lead today is pretty simple. And I think it is COVID. And, I, I mean, wow. Hot take, AJ. COVID, <laughs> that's the lead. <laughs> I want to get into COVID's impact specifically on college sports. And here's why I say specifically on college sports. The rules are different in college. The NFL, there's a a time limit, a cutoff, when they say, these are the guys who will not be participating in today's football match. It's called the inactives. They have to announce it. Hour and a half, two hours before game time, they have to say these. Sure, this is who can play. This is who's unavailable. 
Okay, that seems pretty fair. Got to finalize your fantasy lineups. Got to know who's in, who's out. Exactly. College football, no such rules. You might not know, like, if, let's say you've got a game between uh, Old Dominion and Liberty, and Liberty knows their quarterback isn't going to play. Malik Willis, their quarterback, not going to play against Old Dominion today. Old Dominion gets the ball first. And they come out and they they put together a four minute drive and then punt, and then all of a sudden, the Liberty offense takes the field, and there's no Malik Willis. That could be that could literally happen because they don't have to tell you who's playing, who's not playing, who's hurt, who's not hurt. Yesterday was a great example of this, and. It it affected Steve and I's wallets in different ways. I'll admit that, first of all. <laughs> Steve was a winner-winner on this thing. I was not a winner on the... Mississippi State-Texas Tech game. Mississippi the- <laughs> State, 9.5-point favorite, gets bet all the way up to 10 and then 10.5 money, not sharp money, money on Mississippi State. Well, no one got the memo on what was really going on. Yeah, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl... Got thrown for a bit of a loop yesterday as literally once the game began, it's announced that Mississippi State's going to be short a, a couple guys. And couple. By, uh, by couple, we'll go with 14. Catorce. <laughs> uh, seven starters, seven reserves. This wasn't Mississippi State's football team. And it's funny because today a game happened between Maryland and Virginia Tech, and my handicap on that game was, this is not Virginia Tech's football team. This is a bunch of guys who will be wearing Virginia Tech uniforms. It is not Virginia Tech. Their top two quarterbacks were out. Uh, The guy that was starting at quarterback for Virginia Tech today was a transfer backup H-back at Texas A&M. That was their starting quarterback today. But at least that you knew going into the game. And surprise, surprise, 54 to 10, Maryland rolls over basically the uniforms of Virginia Tech. Yes. So, how can we benefit? This is a betting show. And how can we benefit? How can we make money from this chaos? And one thing that I would emphasize is that the markets are way too anchored to what the line has been for the past three weeks. So you've got a line, and it moves a little bit. In the Mississippi State game, it really didn't. It's been Mississippi State minus 10. So let's start with that game. So the entire first half, the news comes out. You're watching the game. 14 guys aren't playing for Mississippi State. Texas Tech is dominating statistically. They're winning on the scoreboard. Texas Tech is ahead by six, and they are the better team today. What's the second half line? Pick them? No. Texas Tech is a seven-point underdog. It's complete denial. Why would Mississippi State be favored by a touchdown second half? Because they were a 10-point favorite when the game kicked off. But that number we now we knew by halftime was completely bogus. That wasn't a real number. This is the list of players who did not play for Mississippi State yesterday. Starting left tackle, Charles Cross. Starting right tackle, Scott Lashley. Starting cornerback, Martin Emerson. Starting safety, Jalen Green. Starting linebacker, Aaron Brule. Starting defensive lineman, Randy Charlton. Starting defensive lineman, Jaden Crumby. Okay, I'm getting bored. Okay. <laughs> now, so both two starting defensive linemen, 
Also out there, two backup defensive linemen. A whole bunch of guys. Three safeties. Wide receiver. I mean, two wide receivers. You cannot expect this team to compete. And here's the here's the difference. And this is why yesterday happened, and we haven't really had another example of this yet. Other teams, name UCLA, said, we've had an outbreak. We're not playing this game. We're not going to go out there and and get embarrassed. Virginia Tech is a different example because Virginia Tech almost all of the guys who didn't play for Virginia Tech, it was known they were transferring out, they they were guys going to the like it was we knew what their team was going to look like, they decided to play anyway. UCLA got hit with a COVID outbreak. They said, "You know what? We can't do this." Of the 14 players that missed yesterday's game, 11 of them were COVID related. That is enough to say we're not doing this. Mike Leach, though, doesn't believe in that, apparently. He believes you should play no matter what. Okay, maybe there's some honor to that. But if that's going to be the case, and, and again, this isn't the NFL, and there's no way for a better to know, then you can't, you can't go into these games feeling comfortable pushing money across the counter on you one side or the other. You almost feel you can't bet until you get to see both teams play a couple of series. And case in point, RJ makes fun of me because I talk about MOTS, an acronym for more of the same. But I would make the argument that when you see a key line movement, money, money, and sometimes it's not even a line move, but in this case it was with the Maryland uh, Vatech game. It goes from pick at open. Maryland closes a four and a half point favorite right before it kicks off today. So all the money's on Maryland. I would argue that that line move was woefully inadequate. Virginia Tech did not want to be there. They were undermanned. And as you're watching the game, you're like, boy, I just can't see Virginia Tech getting back in this game, and ultimately they never did. It was a one-way train for Maryland, and I'm seeing a whole bunch of games like this that the second half look is looking a whole lot like the first half amongst in these games where a team is missing key players, not a, not, not not a full strength team against a full strength team. Yeah, and I think last night was a good example, and that game was 13 to 7 at halftime. Minnesota and, Minnesota Minnesota. No, I'm talking oh. about the uh, okay. the Mississippi State Texas okay. Tech Very game. Good. It was 13 to 7 at halftime and really probably should have been 10 to 7 at halftime. Mississippi State muffed a punt right before the half ended and gave Texas Tech a free field goal. So you would think okay, 10-7 this is still within within reach. And maybe that's what the what the odds makers thought. Maybe that's why they didn't feel the need to make a big move. But I'll tell you this: if you knew your team was missing fourteen players as the game went on, you're not going to get better as the game goes on. Let me ask you: by midway through the third quarter, you watched the the whole second half. I did. By the midway through the third quarter, not only did you realize you weren't going to cover your minus nine and a half, you knew that your team was going to lose outright. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Which, now to be fair, I am a fan of that. If you if I bet on you as a favorite and you don't cover, I you're hope you're happy, you lose. right? Because if they're if you're going to lose your money, oh, right? I want, want them, them to feel to the pain them. too. Right. Now here's where this gets interesting because, and this is why I say you cannot bet, you can't bet with the same confidence. Right now, during the Omicron or Omicron breakout, you cannot bet with the same confidence today that you could six weeks ago. You just can't. Oh, absolutely not. And, and I even have mentioned, 
you know, these lines come out, all right, and you're you're flying blind, and you could make the case some some programs might be more likely to be impacted than others. We'll talk about that when we talk about the Final Four, in fact, in the next block. But the bottom line is. You run your numbers. There's a lot of computer guys. They got their numbers. They got their power ratings. They come up with what they would have for the game. But then as the game approaches, those computer-generated numbers, meaningless, because it doesn't incorporate the key information. And a lot of times you hear, oh, you know, these sports bettors are betting on information, and it's just a bunch of hogwash, and they don't have any information. But in this case, people really do have information. So think about this. Normally, these New Year's Six Bowls, these are the games that are typically immune to guys opting out early for the draft. Like I think the two the two receivers and the left tackle that opted out for Ohio State out of the Rose Bowl, I, I want to say that that may have happened like twice ever before. Mm. Like a player decided uh, I'm going to be in the draft instead of playing in the Rose Bowl. Like that's a big deal to these players. The Sugar Bowl is a big deal. To players, if you make it to the Sugar Bowl, it's like wow that, that you you've accomplished that you you've had a college football career for guys at, at Ole Miss and Baylor who aren't going to play for a national championship. The Sugar Bowl is probably the peak of your college career, so you would think, man, nobody's going to want to opt out of this thing. Well, they they may not have a choice. Here's a quote from Lane Kiffin, the coach of Ole Miss, and by the way, consider this. Ole Miss right now is a one-point favorite against Baylor. Lane Kiffin said today, uh, I've got players who are missing practice right now and could be in danger of missing the games. Didn't get into specifics, didn't name names. COVID is still around and has been an issue that we're dealing with. We've pushed it back as long as we could from going down there. Just from getting out of our protocols here, which are easier to follow, we will be there eventually. Why are you going to go somewhere early, have your kids walking around a different city around different people? So he's acknowledging there are players right now on my team in danger of missing this football game against Baylor. So you're jumping ahead now. We've been talking about teams that were completely compromised, that were no-shows in their bowl game. Yes. Now you're you're talking, we're fast-forwarding. All right, how can we make some money? You're identifying a team where the line hasn't moved yet or barely has moved, that you think money's going to come against this team, rightfully so, because you think Ole Miss is going to be compromised in their bowl game against Baylor on New Year's Day. Well, think about this. Baylor and Ole Miss, un- almost every bowl game has had, that we've seen so far has had tons of guys opting out for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. This is really one of the first games on the schedule with no opt-outs. Matt Corral, he might be the highest quarterback taken in the draft, He's playing. He is a first-round quarterback, not playing in the playoffs, who is playing in this bowl game. That tells you this bowl game matters. Now, that begs the question, what's to, what's to say that Lane Kiffin saying, I've got guys missing practice, I've got guys who might not play on Saturday? That could be Matt Corral. If Matt Corral doesn't play in this bowl game, Baylor plus one is free money. Ten points, right? It's it's a seven to ten point move. So when you think about that, how can you in good conscience say, I want to make a significant bet on Ole Miss? How can you do it? You cannot. Imagine betting the Green Bay Packers and you're hoping that Rodgers is going to play. Really? You want to do that? 
but at least you know, at least you'd know two hours before the game <laughs> if he's going to play or not. Yes, this it could be like that situation where I talked about earlier. Baylor gets the ball first, and then some crumb bum quarterback comes out and and is back is is the guy for Ole Miss. You're saying, wait a minute, where's Matt Corral? And they say, well, we've got some news. Matt Corral fell into COVID protocol, so he won't be available for the Rebels today. What? You know, RJ's been for years has preached about better information even in the NFL on the injury reports and there being repercussions for false injury information. That's, of course, what some of the NFL teams do is they give out speculative, um, unclear injury reports like New England once had half their team you know, yeah. listed with injuries. But at least you've got something to go on versus nothing. And I understand these are quote-unquote kids. And... It, these are guys who their their privacy, I guess you could say, is is got to be taken into account. I, I get that, but if there's regulated betting on this, at some point there has to be at least there's got to be something to it. Like there's got to be some sort of accountability for saying because who knows if one guy finds out. Had you known, and I asked you this, I was surprised that you didn't know because you had said you were on Texas Tech. You said, well, the the, the news was something beyond me. Obviously, you probably felt like that bet was a 55% bet when you made it. What did you think when they started the game and said, 14 players out for Mississippi State? Time to double down. Right. Four, exactly. Yeah, so if, if, if somebody had that information 20 minutes before the game... What kind? I mean, what kind of fair market is that? Yeah, well, I can tell you. So we ask, well, why didn't the line move? Because obviously, someone knows. And oftentimes, what happens is that when you get a narrative out there, oh, Mike Leach is going to stick it to the to the team that fired him for being a bad guy. You know, it's like, wait, I don't really know if that's such a good narrative. Um, <laughs> but um, locked a player in the shed. How dare they? Void my contract. But bottom line is that was the narrative. That was the prevalent media narrative. And I think that's Texas why. Texas Tech owes Mike Leach money. That's why the Of line course he went, wanted to crush because him. Because of that. Of course he did. Yes. I, this, this is scary. And it, it's, it makes betting on these games scary. And listen. I, but I, it makes it profitable. Because I can tell you as a better in Wall Street, what do they say is the number one, if you're a day trader, what do you want? You want volatility. You do not want stocks that trade at the same price. This is what we're doing. We're betting on teams to rise and fall. I want teams that their valuations go up and down dramatically. That's the way we can make serious money betting. I think, the and you being an in-game expert, this opens up a lot of possibility to you. I think for people who Bet pregame and just let it ride. Buyer beware, and you can bet halftime also. You know that's that that, that's the most simplistic method of live wagering is watch the first half and bet the second half. And I I'll say it is rarely wrong when you have a situation like this. So one team had questionable motivation coming in, money came against them, and now they're getting drilled. It is really wrong to bet on them to lose the second half also. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take our first break. And what we're going to get into is the college football playoff games. And obviously, we're going to hope that there's no major COVID situations. I mean, let's face it. The NCAA has said a team can forfeit. Like, there could be a winner by forfeit of the national championship because of COVID. We're hoping that doesn't happen. We're going to take a look at where it's mo- most likely to happen. And we're going to talk about whether or not you can bet these games 
with any real confidence. Segment for the listeners. AJ has a take I have not heard from anyone else that I think is super strong. You definitely want to stay tuned for this. So we'll do that next. First Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Don't get stranded in Mesquite, Nevada. <laughs> I'm AJ Hoffman. He's Steve Fezzik. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm AJ Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas. In just a minute, we're going to take a look at the college football playoff games, see if any of our COVID discussion from the first segment applies there. First, I want to tell you guys, we are the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. How about that? The audience has more than doubled in the last year plus, and that's because of you spreading the word. And we appreciate it. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas. Here on the Strip, it is 51 degrees, and the neon is shiny. Shiny? Has RJ ever used shiny? Not yet. That is a, that is a Straight Out of Vegas debut. Ah, bring it on, baby. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the college football playoffs coming up uh, this weekend. And we'll start with... The Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic between the Alabama Crimson Tide and Cincinnati. Isn't that how the natives say it, Cincinnati? Yes. Okay. Back in Daniel Boone, they used to he used to have a sidekick, Cincinnatus. Okay. Well, there you yes. go. Uh, the Tide, thirteen and a half point favorites there at the Cotton Bowl. And I'll start with kind of my general handicap on the game. And and Bryce Young, he waited till. The last possible moment for his Heisman game. Everybody kept saying, "Is Bryce Young? Is he really the Heisman? Where's his Heisman moment?" Well, everybody thought that that Georgia defense was untouchable, and he he touched them, uh, touched them hard, and he destroyed that defense. Here's the deal, though: Alabama's been pretty inconsistent with those performances. Remember, they almost lost to LSU. They almost lost to Florida. They almost—I mean—they were seconds away from losing to an Auburn team that had a losing record. All the I, Auburn if the Auburn running back just falls down instead of running out of bounds, Auburn wins. Yeah, they melt down simple. late against Texas A&M and lost that game. Now they're not going to have John Mechie. He tore his ACL in the SEC title game. That's a big loss. That's your that's your your best downfield threat. And Cincinnati has an SEC caliber defense. Here's the question though, cuz we've seen this before. Alabama goes into the playoff as the one seed. I can think of three perfectly good examples of this exact thing happening. And there's a team who gets in at the back end of the playoff, and people say, are they going to be able to hold up against SEC competition? Are they going to be able to hold up against Alabama? 2016, Michigan State was that team. 
Michigan State gets in the playoff. They're not pedigreed. Mm-hmm. They show up. Alabama hammers them. Hammers them. The very next year, Washington gets into the playoff. I don't know. Are they going to be able to hold up against Alabama? No, they did not hold up against Alabama. Last year, Notre Dame was that team. Everybody knew Alabama should be in. Clemson should be in. Ohio State should be in. We got to pick a fourth team. I guess Notre Dame. Alabama treated them like they didn't belong. Is Cincinnati that team this year? Are they the team that, well, we we got to put a fourth team in. Uh, Ohio State lost. We had a bunch of teams fall out the last week. We would have loved to have Ohio State. We didn't get them. We would have loved to have Oklahoma. They blew it. We would have loved to have Clemson. They decided to stink this year. We would have loved to have Notre Dame. Their only loss was to Cincinnati. We're stuck with this team. Like you said, I've seen this movie before. Cincinnati was better than Notre Dame this year. They outplayed them, the one, you know, at, at Notre Dame's crib. But it doesn't mean they're better now. And I've seen, I've seen this before where you take these teams, like a Cincinnati, that has much lesser athletes and everything clicks and teamwork and timing, et cetera. And now all of a sudden you have a month where both teams cease hostilities and they prep for a game. And guess what? Alabama has the much, much better athletes, so their ceiling is so much higher that you, you, you come back a month later and all of a sudden Alabama is four points better than they were five weeks ago and Cincinnati's the same team and Alabama crushes them. That's what I've seen time and time again. Yeah, Alabama 31-14 to 14 last year in that first-round game. So for, here's the deal for me. I, I'm about as low on Cincinnati as anybody who talks about college football on a national level. I feel like I don't know anybody who's like, boy, I, I I know what you think about Cincinnati. I think they're even worse than that. RJ gets mad at me because I tell him Cincinnati's not very good. But my my power ratings make this 10, 10 and a half maybe. And I think if they would have played a week after they both qualified, I think you could easily make a case that those power ratings mattered. But like I said, every day that goes by Alabama gets better and Cincinnati doesn't. Do we believe that there's a tax because it's Alabama against Cincinnati? And like, is is there what what should the line be on this game? Is it's it's a question RJ often asks. What should the line be right now? Well, I would make the case that thirteen and a half is a very good number. But I think you've got a theory about teams in the Southeast that I haven't heard anyone else say that would discourage me from betting on Alabama. Why don't we talk about that? Right yeah, now? and we'll we'll do that before we get into the Georgia and. Uh, Michigan game. First, I want to tell you AutoZone has free services you need to help you get back on the road, like the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. Over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. So, what we've seen, we just talked about it with Mississippi State, we talked about it with Mississippi. The southeast part of the country is the epicenter of these COVID outbreaks right now. Georgia and Alabama happen to be in the southeastern United States. Georgia, there's really been kind of public talk that Georgia's team might be in trouble with COVID. Like there, there could be issues. So right now, there's been no adjustment to these lines for COVID issues, but. A logical assumption, just taking a look at a map of the United States, is that Alabama and Georgia are programs that are much more likely to be struck with COVID issues than their opponents, Cincinnati and Michigan. And I think that that is a, a real concern. So it makes me, because I, I kind of lean on both these games right now at the current numbers, 
I would, I honestly, I'll, I'll just say it. I would love Georgia if I got a, a flat seven. But then I think about, I don't know what what the situation like. If might get a flat four. If, if Georgia, yeah, wrong. if Georgia's offensive line is all out with COVID, what number do I want Georgia at? I, I don't. I don't. There's not a number that I want Georgia at if their offensive lines out or their defensive. I, I don't want it. So I think again, going back to the, the first segment, you've got to be careful. You, you buyer beware. If you're betting leading up to game, and I know we have sat here on this show and preached to you, get your money in early. In the NFL, college football, get your money in early because once the market sets its price, it's really hard to beat. It, it is. And, and I believe that to be true. But I think now more than ever, if, if there's a time in history where it's been smarter to wait, it's today. It's 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 the most of any time in in the history of football. It makes more sense to wait now than ever before because these look, things look it's such an the, instantaneous thing. Even in the NFL, look back to the Bengals Baltimore. All right, so you could have played Bengals minus three against Baltimore. I could make the case that Bengals minus seven with perfect information right before that game kicked off was an, a much better sure. bet when Baltimore was completely decimated. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that one bit. Uh, and it's funny, and we talked about this with the Saints game. Had you known, like, in hindsight, if they played that game tomorrow, the Saints Dolphins game, that, that moved from Saints minus three and a half to Saints plus three and a half. If you, if having seen that game, if they played that same game again on Tuesday night instead of Monday night, what would the line have been? Yeah, well, I, I always like to say they assume that they didn't play. All right, so we're going to a time machine. They replay the game. Okay. All right, because now, but now you know everything that you knew. Right. I would. You know what? I turned that. Miami it's, minus three point two, and I'd make it Miami minus eight. Yeah, it's more than seven. Yeah. So, uh, the, the COVID news can. Devastate, maybe more than you think, because, like I said last night, okay, it's one thing for Mississippi State to be without their their starting defensive linemen, but then they're also missing their backup defensive linemen. Now you've got cornerbacks or cornerbacks playing linebacker and linebackers playing D line. There's not really a number that you can say I feel I feel comfortable with it at this number. It's just not. It's almost impossible to quantify all the moving parts and look no further than a lot of the Cleveland Brown games and and their yep. enormous line moves that they've had with all their um, personnel situations. Well, let's look at that that Capital One Orange Bowl between Georgia and Michigan. Georgia seven and a half point favorites and Georgia going into that Alabama game like we said looked unbeatable. Uh, Bama had just squeaked by Auburn, and I, I think almost everybody thought that Georgia was going to take care of Alabama. And the question was, could Alabama get in with two losses? Mm. Could they stay close enough to Georgia that the committee would go, ah, they played them tough, let's give them a hall pass here. Didn't matter. They came out and dominated this Georgia team that had been basically untouchable to date. So we are buying Georgia now at, at their low point. Remember Georgia week one, Played the big, what was thought at the time to be the biggest non conference game of the year against Clemson. Clemson. Right. And they beat Clemson, and everyone said, uh oh, Georgia's the real deal, Bubba. And the irony was that that was the worst game that they played the first game. It was. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, defensively, it was still dominant. Little did they know that Clemson would be a little easier to dominate than, than what we thought. But right now, coming off that shellacking by Alabama, you're buying Georgia at the lowest point you could have gotten them this season. Michigan, who's beaten Ohio State once in like the last 15 years, 
They go out and absolutely embarrass Ohio State. Pulled their pants down embarrassed. Here's the thing, though. I don't believe that Michigan can do to Georgia what they did to Ohio State. And I don't believe Michigan can do what Alabama did to Georgia. These two teams have a lot in common. Georgia's just better. Georgia's got better players. These are teams that want to bully you. And if you remember, Michigan played Michigan State in a bully game, and Michigan State bullied Michigan. I mean, just punked them out. And I don't think... I don't know that that Georgia won't be able to do that same thing. Now, Georgia doesn't have Kenneth Walker, but they've got a way better offensive line than Michigan State did. You know, it almost feels like there used to be a show for the longtime um, NFL fans that, that they would go NFL today and they would go and they would put up on the board and they'd put check marks by who had the who was better. On, you know, and this would be a case where you'd just be checking Georgia's, you know, across the yeah. board, O-line, D-line, um, you know, ac- across the board. And RJ would say, coaching because he, he hates Harbaugh. But um, I don't see a lot of check marks for the Wolverines other than maybe we'll give them intangibles because of the possible COVID situation. Yeah, and it, it, listen, Bryce Young throwing for 421 on Georgia. I pr- Cade McNamara, if you can if you can find this number somewhere, I'll take Cade McNamara under 421 passing yards against Georgia. I feel pretty... Yeah, I feel good. I, about I'll that. lay yeah. 500, minus 500. Yeah if you can get that number. Uh, But I I do think that, as it stands, I'm scared to push money across on Georgia because of this COVID situation. And And, and think about it. Why would you bet now? You know what? I would much rather bet Georgia minus nine, knowing I got my whole team and everybody's healthy and everything's um, on the up and up right before kickoff, then lay seven and a half right now with all the uncertainty. All right, we're going to take a look at some of the biggest games in the NFL this week. But first, we're going to find out what's trending. And for that, let's go to the Fox Sports Studios for Isaac Lohenkron. Thank you, AJ. We start in the NBA where Cleveland Cavaliers guard Ricky Rubio has been diagnosed with a torn ACL in his left knee. He'll miss the rest of the season. He'd been averaging 13 points and six and a half assists for the surprise and Cavaliers, who at 20-14 and 14 are in fifth place in the Eastern Conference. The NBA postponed the Heat-Spurs game tonight in San Antonio because the Heat is short the required eight available players. In the NFL, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo does not need surgery on his injured thumb. He said today he feels confident that he will be able to play this Sunday against the Houston Texans. The Green Bay Packers activated cornerback Jair Alexander off injured reserve. The Las Vegas Raiders put tight end Darren Waller on the COVID list. The Kansas City Chiefs activated star tight end Travis Kelsey off of the COVID list. The Los Angeles Chargers activated Pro Bowl pass rusher Joey Bosa and Pro Bowl center Corey Lindsley from the COVID list. The New Orleans Saints activated quarterbacks Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon, as well as linebacker Demario Davis from the COVID list, but placed safety Marcus Williams on the COVID list. And in college football right now, 19th-ranked Clemson and Iowa State tied at three, about five minutes into the second quarter of the Cheez-It Bowl in Orlando, Florida. AJ, back to you. Fox Sports Radio, I'm AJ Hoffman. He's Steve Fezzik, and I want to let it be known, McKenzie Rivers and Bradbot both love Cheez-Its. They, they, Cheese. they, when I said Cheese. the Cheez-It Bowl, they were like, Cheese. I woke up feeling the cheesiest couch! <laughs> oh, uh, the, like at the same time, they were like, oh, I love Cheez-Its. Love cheese. It's great snack. Uh, don't disagree. What are you going to do? All right, let's take a look at some of these NFL games. The Cowboys 
probably the game of the week right here. Five and a half point favorites against the Arizona Cardinals. Boy, the Cowboys hurt my feelings. Uh, last week, I was Ooh. on the Washington football team. I made the case, hey, the Cowboys, they're overrated. They've got three straight road games against backup quarterbacks. They're just not that good. And a big part of it, I talked about the Cow- the Dallas offense. Um, Dak not being 100% and the running backs being banged up. Well, Dak looks good. And I tell you what, if that offense for Dallas suddenly becomes an elite offense again, with as good as their defense has become, that is a scary team. I want no part of Arizona in this game. I'm passing. So what's your power rating say this game? What what should it be lined at? Because right now, you'd have to think the Cardinals are coming off three straight losses. The Cowboys are coming off a 42-point win. This seems like a prototypical buy, buy low, sell high spot, right? Sure. So I have Dallas two and a half points better than Arizona. And if I give them two for home field, which is somewhat generous in this day and age, I only get to four and a half. So there's a little tax being applied to Dallas. You know what? Maybe I'm just overreacting to having lost so badly playing against <laughs> Dallas last week. Yeah, that was how you felt uh, in that game is about how I felt with Mississippi State last night. So I, I can understand. I can feel your pain. Didn't have to sweat it out either. Way. <laughs> Let's talk about the Las Vegas Raiders and the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts dipped down to minus two with the Carson Wentz news. And then it turns out uh, the NFL says, we'll probably let you play anyway. (laughs) And now it's back up to Indy minus six and a half. Yeah, so crazy. We talk about the COVID news. So pulling back the curtain on what went down. So Las Vegas beat writers. Um, I'm sorry, Indianapolis beat writers say, you know, we got we got a COVID situation going on, but they didn't disclose what it was. And at the time, the Colts were laying seven and a half. And then it turns out. Okay, the market gets that news and starts leaking downward, drops down to seven. You start seeing six and a half, and then boom, it's Carson Wentz that is the player in question. They were calling Philip Rivers, literally saying, Hey, Phil, you think you can play this weekend? That's it. I mean, yeah, next, next time, give me a little more, more time. <laughs> uh, and, you know, the Colts have been the hottest team in the NFL. It drops all the way to two, like you said, when, when it appears Wentz, who's unvaccinated, was going to be out. But wait a minute. Let's just change the rules midseason. Now, vaccinated, unvaccinated, you got five days. You can get a negative test from five days of the positive test. Boom, you're, you can be reinstated and play. So, the Colts are saying they expect Wentz, if he can pass that test, to be the starting quarterback, and thus the lines back up to minus six and a half. Raiders, pretty miraculous, eight and seven team. I mean, they're not convincing at all. They just keep finding a way to win games. Massively like, um, uh, losers on the scoreboard, where their opponents have outscored them by almost a hundred points. And you know, this is the third straight year the Raiders have done this. So um, the Raiders have won a whole bunch of close games. Seems like every Raider game is seventeen to fifteen. All right. We will uh, wrap up the biggest games of the week, including a best bet uh, from Fez, and I'll have a best bet on the colleges on the other side. But first, got to tell you about AutoZone. They've got the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. He's Steve Fezzik. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. All 
I'm AJ Hoffman. This is straight out of Vegas. Let's get into the good stuff, into the best bets. And Steve, your best bet this week comes in the final of our big three games that we're previewing uh, that we usually do on every Wednesday. But this game, Kansas City, five and a half point favorites at the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, let's go to the jungle. I am on the home underdog, the Cincinnati Skyline Chilies, if you will, plus the five and a half. Let me break this one down. Pure power ratings-wise, I've got the Bengals a couple points, two points better than an average team. I'm not on an island there. Most people would say, you know, the Bengals are an above-average team, but not a great deal above average. I have Kansas City, my number one team now in the NFL, by margin. Even given that, I only have them five and a half points better than the Bengals. And to put this in context, I have Kansas City better right now than I had where they were at to begin the year. So I'm not shortchanging the Chiefs and their impressive six straight covers. But the bottom line, the point spread tax has hit the Chiefs here. This line is inflated. On a neutral site, I make it five and a half. You got to give the Bengals in their jungle two points for home field. That means this line should be three and a half. I'm catching five and a half. There's value. Now, normally I say scoop it up right away, but because the Chiefs are such a public team and they're getting their guys back, you might want to hold out. You might get a six on this game. Either way, I'm on the Bengals as a best bet currently plus five and a half. Are you worried that you're overpaying for the Bengals given what they just did to the Ravens practice squad? Uh, no, because Burrow threw for 500 plus. So um, you, you you can't pick who you play and who your opponent is. But when you perform like that, you got to go ahead and bump that team up. All right, my uh, before I get to my best bet, I'm going to tell you AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service with over 5,600 locations nationwide. AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone, and I'm going to go. To to the TransPerfect Music City Bowl for my best bet. The Tennessee Volunteers minus six against Purdue. And this is much like the Virginia Tech game we saw today. The best players for Purdue have opted out. David Bell, who is by far their best player, their wide receiver, he's opted out. He's going to be missed terribly. They announced yesterday their wide receiver, too, Milton Wright, also out of this game. Left tackle, Greg Long, doubtful to play this game. Uh, George Karloftis, their defensive end, who was double-teamed all season long, he's out. Hendon Hooker, the Tennessee quarterback, a lot of people projected he wouldn't play. He announced, I'm going to play, and I'm going to be back with this team next season. That's huge for them now and in the future. Bad history for Jeff Brom and Purdue. The last time they were in a bowl game, it was this same Music City Bowl. They got absolutely hammered by a bad Auburn team, 63-14. I like Tennessee minus six for my best bet. Bet this right away probably is going to go higher. If you missed any of today's show, we're going to be, you can hear it all at foxsportsradio.com. We're going to be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for the time, Steve.